Grab your Bibles. I think you already did. I'd like you to go to the book of Isaiah tonight. Cody, thank you. Let's just thank our worship team once again. I'd like you to go to Isaiah chapter 4, and that's where we will, we're going to begin our journey. And I am just, I'm asking the Lord to give me the language tonight to release this <laughs> and to release it in the right way. Uh, it's so important <clears throat> with his heart, and he's got good things to say to us tonight, amen? Good things to say to us. Oh, how he loves us. I don't know how long I will go. It, it, is that 745? Is that what it is right now? About 745? Is that right? Again, as you can tell, we're in extreme hurry to finish this meeting. So I, I will be racing through this message, and that is a lie. Lord, do I repent of that. <laughs> I repent of that. <clears throat> I'm going to pray tonight. As we get going, Lord, may your glory and your fire cover us. Holy Spirit, cover us. Holy Spirit, overshadow us. Mm, pray that. Holy Spirit, overshadow us. Cover us, Lord. Pray that, Lord, cover me. Cover me, Lord. Hover over me, Lord. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I want to speak to you for the next few moments tonight, and I really don't know how long I'm going to go. But I want to speak to you, if you're taking any level of notes, I want to speak to you tonight on the covering. The covering. Okay? We're going to go somewhere tonight in the Lord. I want to speak to you this evening on the covering. I... Uh, I don't say this. Um, I don't say this to sound important. Um, I say it because it's true. Um, I don't say it because it's self-aggrandizing or anything like that. I want to say this very humbly. But people call me all the time. Leaders, leaders will call me all the time. Other ministers, other pastors, people throughout the country, and they will say, "Brian, I'm going through this." I'm going through this, I'm walking through this, I'm engaged in a level of spiritual warfare, and I'm asking you to cover me. You know what I'm talking about? I'm asking you to cover me. I'm going through something, or, or leaders will say to me, there are schisms or problems in the church, there's problems with leadership or problems with elders. Brian, I want you to agree with me, pray with me, blanket this in prayer, blanket this in intercession, cover me in this. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so I want to talk to you about the covering tonight, and I want to talk to you biblically concerning the covering, um, because our, the, the Lord is our ultimate covering, amen? Um, it's not to draw attention even to the gifts, you know, that God gave of, of apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, or evangelists. Your, your, ultimate call, your ultimate covering is the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness tonight? Your ultimate covering is the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's your ultimate, ultimate covering. By the way, you're just 
Just a reminder tonight, your, your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Can I hear a witness tonight? You, you have an eternal covering. God has written you into an eternal love story. You are forever covered because you're a son, because you're a daughter. But God has authorized and given blessing and gifts to bring covering. I will tell you, it is very, very important who you are covered by. Again, this is not to sound self-aggrandizing or to make me sound important. I just need to tell you, it is a big deal about covering. It is a big deal about who you are actually committed to, who you are submitted to, who you, who you are accountable to, who can say no to you in your life, who can say watch your step there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I will tell you, it, you know, whether it's an apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, who did I leave out, prophet, uh, leading people in this hour of 2022 is very intense on every level because there's a lot of people that don't want to be led. A lot of people want to do what they want to do. I've got a mind of my own. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know what I'm talking about? There's none of those people in here. Amen, right? <laughs> but I want to make this point. It's very, very important about covering. It's, it's important about alignment. It's important about the tribe that you run with. It's very important that you find your right tribe. You find your DNA. It's a, it's a big thing what I'm talking about. And, and as I say this tonight, I'm not exalting the covering of man. You can hear that already. I'm exalting the covering of Christ Jesus over us. But I also want to tell you, it is vitally important to who you're connected to in this hour. Right? So I'm talking to you tonight about the covering. I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 4 and verse 5. It says, Then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion, and above her assemblies a cloud of smoke by day, and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a covering. Let's read it again together. Then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud of smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there shall be a covering. Literally in the trans translation in the Hebrew, it is the glory shall be for a covering. The glory shall be for a covering. The fire of God, the, the fire of the Lord, the glory of the Lord was always meant to be a covering. The fire and the glory of the Lord was always meant to be a defense. Now, notice we, we, what, where we just read, a dwelling place from where? It says Mount Zion. Pastor Kilpatrick took us through that place, obviously, with Moses through the tabernacle of Moses where, where the pillar of fire rested upon them by night and then the, the, the pillar of cloud by day. But this scripture here was, was written here by Isaiah, what he declared concerning Mount Zion, that, that there would be the atmosphere of glory and there would be the atmosphere of fire. There would be the atmosphere of glory, 
there would be the atmosphere of fire. Now, remember Mount Zion. Remember what, remember what Paul writes in the book of Hebrews, that we have not come to Mount Sinai. Hello? But we have what? But we have come unto Mount Zion. Come on. God's holy hill. God's holy habitation. And that is in the place and the habitation of King Jesus, the priesthood of Melchizedek. Are you with me tonight? Now, I'm going to continue uh, our theme, surprise, surprise, wink, wink, about glory and fire. Can I do that? I'm going to start a series tonight. It's a 50-part series on the glory and fire. (laughs) Here's what I want to tell you tonight. God's glory, take some notes tonight. I'm talking to you about the covering. God's glory is about shielding and covering you. God's fire is about shielding you and protecting you. And if there was ever an hour that we need the divine protection of the Lord, it is in this hour. We have that Psalm 91 blessing upon us. So we see thousands that may fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand. It shall not come nigh thy dwelling. You shall not be scathed by it. You shall not be touched. Any pestilence, any disease, any evil shall not touch you. It shall not touch you. You need to be declaring this over your life, over your household, over your children, over your grandchildren. Every day, we were just away, just celebrating our anniversary, and and I was sitting there looking over Sarasota Bay, reading Psalm 91 over us and over our life and over our children, over our ministry, over you. Here's what I want you to hear tonight. We are people of the glory. We are people of the glory. And this needs to be the confession out of your spirit and upon your mouth. We are people of the glory. Go ahead and say it. We are people of the glory. We are people of the habitation of God. We are people of the dwelling place of God. I alluded to it the other night. What what night did I speak? Sunday night. I knew it wasn't Saturday. Paul says, 1 Corinthians 3.16, he says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? Look at those words. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? We are the people that dream with God. Oh, say it. I'm the man who dreams with God. I'm the woman who dreams with God. Say it tonight. Come on. You're that person that dreams with God. You're the one who moves with God. You're the one. You're the one that partners with God. You're the man that partners with God. You're the man that cooperates. You're the woman of God that cooperates with the Spirit of God. We want to be people of the glory in such a way that we are possessed by a vision that comes by the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit, He said, In the last days I shall pour out my Spirit on all flesh... And then he goes into about men and women prophesying and seeing dreams and visions. The Holy Spirit will give you dreams and visions that are so compelling, you will not be able to ignore them. And and it looks like this. Being people of the glory 
the Lord will start possessing you with a vision and a dream of the glory of God resting so tangibly upon us in realms of glory that it starts transforming the city and it moves us into an atmosphere of the outpouring of the Spirit. It moves us into an ever-increasing revival. It breaks us into an ever-increasing awakening. When we say teach us the ways of your glory, we're not playing around. I, I pray this way all the time. I ask the Lord, 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 make me a good leader. Lord, make me a good leader. Make me a leader that that can understand your glory. Teach me the ways of your glory so I can lead people and usher them into the glory. That's what we do in worship. That's the prayer that comes right out of our worship. God, teach us the ways of your glory. I must say it again. We are people of the glory. We are people of the fire of the Lord. We are people of the presence, ladies and gentlemen. We're not people of religious duty. We're here for the king. Come on, church. We are here for the king. Come on. We're here to entertain the king. Come on, church. And here's what I want to say tonight. We are people that cherish the face of God. We are people that cherish the face of God. Brian, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm glad you asked. I want you to look at Ezekiel chapter 39 for just a moment here. This is a big point tonight. Ezekiel 39. Stay with me tonight. I don't know how long I'm going to go. Ezekiel 39. It's okay. You're going to be all right. We'll, We'll make it out of here by midnight. Ezekiel 39 verse 29. We are people who cherish the face of God. I'm telling you who we are, right? Now, here it is. I will not hide my face from them anymore. Are you there? Ezekiel 39, 29. I will not hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord. Look at it. And I will not hide my face from them anymore, for I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord. The face of God. The face of God is manifested in the outpouring of the Spirit. Let me say that again. The face of God is in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit of God is poured out, then the face of Jesus is present. When the Spirit of God is poured out, then the face of Jesus is is present. Jesus said, he had the audacity to say, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's big stuff. That's a big announcement. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. For all the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in him bodily. Think of that. And then he said, Christ in you is the hope of glory. (laughs) Swim in that. Swim in that. Listen to these words again. I will not hide my face from them anymore. This is such good news. For I shall have poured out my spirit on the house of Israel, says the Lord God. The face of Jesus, the face of God is revealed in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is the way John writes it, John 1.14. Y'all with me? John 1, let's use your Bibles tonight. We make no apologies for using our Bible. 
How many of you know that there's churches that you can go to, they'll, they'll, give a, they'll give a scripture and then they'll talk about stories for the next 20 minutes? I almost said next hour, but they don't even do that anymore. They're just, they're getting people out in 50 minutes. So anyway, all right, so back to my message. So anyway, that went over like a lead balloon. All right, John 1.14, <laughs> John 1.14 The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let that just simmer and sink down upon you. The Word became flesh. He dwelt among us. We beheld His glory, the glory of the one who is full of grace and truth. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I I have seen... Moves of the Holy Spirit that were breathtaking. I, <laughs> I remember a mentor in, in our lives, and we were, we were talking about what God was doing in years past. I, I've, I have literally seen, literally seen, ladies and gentlemen, a glory cloud in the meeting. Where, where the ceiling was disappearing, and that glory cloud just billowed and hovered inside of a building. Never told a soul that I saw it. I was standing behind the pulpit. I was singing in the spirit. It came into the room, and it was just rolling. Out of that cloud, it started raining gold dust everywhere. Now, I don't magnify these things because I want to tell you the glory of God is Jesus. I don't want to magnify clouds. I don't want to magnify gold dust. I don't want to magnify feathers. She can tell you we got in our car one time, and our car filled up with feathers from angels, literally filled up, and they were blowing all around our vehicle for a five-hour drive. It happened, didn't it, honey? Now, I could talk to you about experiences and all those encounters, and I could go on and on until the sun comes up tomorrow, but I want to tell you the glory of God is seen in the face of Jesus. We don't chase manifestations. We don't chase manifestations. And the glory of the Lord is going to so increase on victory. The glory of the Lord, the fire of the Lord is going to so increase that the face of the Lord is going to be manifested and wild things are going to start happening. Wild things are going to start happening. Wild miracles will break forth. Creative miracles, truly creative miracles will break forth. But I want to tell you that the glory of God is found in the face of Jesus, and He is the one who is full of grace and truth. I have to tell you, it all points to Him. It all points to Him. You can say amen to that. The outpouring of the Spirit is seeking the face of Jesus. Somebody needs to write that down. The outpouring of the Spirit is seeking the face of Jesus. I'm talking to you tonight about the glory and fire, but I'm also talking to you about the covering. Stay with me tonight, the covering. David said this in Psalm 27, verse 8. 27, verse 8. He said, when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord. I will seek. I mean, you need to get that branded on you tonight. Let's all meet at the tattoo parlor. 
on Monday. And I'm just kidding. In the name of Jesus, I'm kidding. Josiah, relax. You don't need another one. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Seek. Sorry, guys. Sorry. That just slips in. Pastor, dad, leader, dad. Sorry. Seek my face. When you said seek my face, <laughs> my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Again, this goes back to who we are as a tribe. This goes back to really what we are hungry after and actually what the Lord has caused us to hunger for. The appetite that is burning on the inside of you was created by the Holy Spirit. The appetite and the cravings that are on the inside of you were created by the Holy Spirit. That's why you're running with us. And when the Lord said, I want you to seek my face, out of you came, oh Lord, your face I will seek. It is my delight to linger, to stay, to bow down, to kiss the sun. It's my desire. It's what I long for. Ladies and gentlemen, th this world is filled with such utter wickedness and chaos. Do you know how refreshing this is to get into the house of the Lord and lift up clean hands with pure hearts and be in the glory of the Lord? I'm telling you, this is priceless, priceless. This is priceless what is happening amongst us. Treasure it. Let this be your treasure. Let this be your delight. This is how you store up treasure. Wow. I'm talking to you tonight about the covering, the covering of the glory, the covering of the fire. Habakkuk chapter 2, Pastor John Kilpatrick launched into his epic message on Saturday night, a week ago tonight, with this scripture. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. Is that behind me? As the waters cover the sea. Read it out loud. Just declare it out loud. Isn't that awesome? This is that epic hour that we are coming into, ladies and gentlemen. The glory, the knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth. As the waters cover the sea. Guys, the knowledge of the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It is the glory and the fire of the Lord that will divinely save America in this hour. It, it is the responsibility of a mature bride, a mature church that God has given you authorization. He's given you authorization now to make sure that we save this nation. It requires the glory and the fire of God. And I tell you, you've heard me say it before, but I'm going to say it again just to highlight it. Trump cannot save this nation. Folks, we could wake up tomorrow and they have him behind bars. God forbid. God forbid. 
we pray over the, the Trump family daily. And if that bothers you, God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Folks, it's going to take more than a Ron DeSantis to get America back on track. It's going to require the true church that Jesus is building, that the gates of hell will not prevail against. And the glory and the fire shall be as a covering over them. The glory and the fire shall be as a covering. you got to see it. you got to see this. and you, you, It's got to become a revelation to you. God says, it, my glory and my fire will be a covering over you. Isaiah also tells us what this will look like in this hour, Isaiah 60, verse 2. He says, for behold, watch the word, deep darkness shall what? Cover the earth and deep darkness to people. But the glory, the, the Lord will arise over you and his glory, I'm getting ahead of myself, will be seen upon you. Isn't that interesting? Juxtaposed in these prophecies, there is a, there is a maturing of the harvest that is upon us. There's a maturing of this word. It's like glory and darkness are growing together. The harvest is the maturing, the full stature of a seed that has been sown. You all right? A seed, when it is sown, when it grows into fullness, it's called the harvest. I think we all get that. But I just want you to see the picture. After the seed is sown, when it grows in its fullness of stature, it's called harvest time, right? Every evil, demonic, vile seed of darkness has been growing in maturity. That's why you're seeing this ruthless attack upon children. You know, that, that's why you're seeing all the vampires that used to traffic at night. They're just trafficking in the day. And, and, and you know what? We're, we're even beyond them pretending like they have a respect for God. They don't have a respect for God. They don't have a respect for you. They don't have a respect for your Lord or your king or the church. But Isaiah said what's going to happen is that, that darkness is going to rise, but there's also something else that is rising. And it's the glory of the Lord that's rising on the church. The glory of the Lord is rising. So arise and shine. So arise, shine. Arise and burn. Arise and be set on fire. For the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon you. And then kings will start coming to the brightness of your burning. Isn't that awesome? Listen to it again, Isaiah 4 and 5. I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. The Lord will provide shade for Mount Zion, for all who assemble there. I love this word. He will provide a canopy. Say that word tonight, canopy. He shall provide a canopy or a covering of cloud during the day and smoke and flaming fire at night covering the glorious land. The subject we're talking about tonight is the covering. I want to use, I want you to go to uh, Genesis chapter 18, and I want to use these next verses as a prophetic template. Don't miss what I just said. I want to use these next verses as a prophetic template. So you're going to step into a story, but the story is going to take us where we need to go, okay? Genesis 18, are, are you there? 
Now, I got to say this again. It is required of the ecclesia, and that is the church that Jesus is building. It is required of us right now to save America. Now, if I can encourage someone in here, the Lord doesn't call you to do hard things. The Lord calls, he calls you to do impossible things. The Lord doesn't call you and I to do hard things. He calls us to do impossible things. And it, what we are being called to do in this hour is impossible without him. What we are being called to do is impossible without the power of the Holy Spirit. If we don't save our nation, there won't be anything left, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all okay? This all wraps together with your purpose and why we are here for such a time as this and why you are alive right now. This is intertwined in your purpose, in your calling, in your destiny. God is calling his church and his bride to divinely save America. We are the only ones who possess the anointing of the king to make sure that this gets done. We have the anointing of the king to get this assignment. We already have authorization to do it. The Lord is summoning us now to hear this word from heaven. We have to save this nation. But it will require the covering of the glory and the fire of God to get it done. You try to do things in your own natural strength, we're going to fail. But if we do this in the power of the Spirit, we will have victory. Now, let's go into this amazing story for just the next few moments, and then, and then I'm going to give you something else, and we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah, I heard that. Wrap it up. And then the Lord appeared to him. Now, this is, this is the Lord coming into Abraham. Then the Lord appeared to him by the timber of trees. Are you all there? The timber of trees of Mamre. And as he was sitting at the tent door in the heat of the day, and so he lifted up his eyes and he looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and the rest of yourselves under the trees that I may bring you a morsel of bread, that I may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. And they said, do as you said. And so Abraham hurried to the tent of Sarah and said, quickly, quickly, come on, baby, come on, come on. Make ready three measures of fine meal, knead and make cakes. And Abraham read, ran to the herd, take a tender and good calf, gave it to the young man, and he hastened him to prepare it. And so he took butter and milk and the calf, which he had prepared, and he set it before them, and he stood by them underneath the tree as they ate. Now, this is, this is an interesting conversation that's about to happen. And then he said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? He said, ah. 
she's in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. This is powerful. I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. Now, what does that mean? The time of life, how long does it take to have a baby? Well, it takes nine months, right? And so in the measure of that time, Sarah, your wife, is going to have a son. What's he talking about? He's speaking to him about Isaac. Isaac, the promised son that is to come. He's not speaking to him about Ishmael. He's talking to him about the promise. And it's amazing to me. I just have to engraft this in the story that as the Lord comes, the Lord is coming to actually release judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. But he has to stop by and see his friend, his friend who has ultimate friendship with him, Abraham, friend of God. Friendship with God. If you, go to the, if you go right now to the city of Hebron and the mountainous places of Israel, Hebron means friendship with God. And the reason why is because Abraham and Sarah and all the patriarchs are buried in that high place in the city of Hebron. Friend of God. Abraham was the friend of God. What's amazing is in the midst of The Lord is now on his way to speak and pass judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. He has to stop by and he has to release the seed of blessing. You better grab hold of this right now because I'm going somewhere. Because in the midst, this this is just like our hour where everywhere we look on the spiritual landscape, it looks like a living hell and a living nightmare. And it was only weeks ago that Roe v. Wade was miraculously overturned to the glory of God. And after nearly 50 years, the maturing came and God breathed that into our generation and we saw a victory that is unprecedented. Right in the midst of things just unprecedented, God releases a blessing, a kiss of blessing. So the Lord comes. Where's your wife? She's in the tent. Okay. I'm going to pass by here in the course of time, in the right time, actually in the appointed time. And in that appointed time, you're going to be carrying a promise. You all still with me? Sarah's listening at the tent door. That was behind him. And now Abraham and Sarah, they were old. They were well advanced in age. And Sarah passed the age of childbearing. And therefore, Sarah laughed (laughs) within herself, saying, After I've grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord, being old also? I mean, that's a G-rated version, isn't it? (laughs) She's like, woohoo! Whoa, wait a second. Lord. Verse 13. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Saying, Shall I bear a child since I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I got a question for you tonight. Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
I'm not just reading the scripture. I'm using this as a prophetic template. I'm asking you tonight, is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time? Somebody say it tonight, at the appointed time. Oh, say it again, at the appointed time. Say it again, at the appointed time. Some of you, this is going to hit you tonight like a Mack truck. At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. Nine months, you're going to have a baby. Sarah's going to have a son. But Sarah denied it and said, oh, I, I didn't laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, oh, no, you did laugh. You did laugh. Yes, you did. How many of you know what Isaac means? Isaac means laughter. Isaac means laughter. That joy that just bubbled up out of her spirit. <laughs> man, I'm old. I'm way past. Wow. Man, me and Abraham's going to be able to what? I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to have a baby. What? We're getting younger. <laughs> We're getting younger. Isn't that good? And then the men rose. Stay with me tonight. Stay in the spirit tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> then the men rose from there, and they looked towards Sodom. Now watch this. They looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went to them to send them on their way. And the Lord said, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Now, this is, this is awesome. I got to pause here. Remember what the scripture says in Amos chapter 3, verse 7, that the Lord does nothing in the earth unless he reveals it to his servants, the prophets. It's like the, the, Lord, the Lord wants to share his innermost desires and his plan, even when it's judgment. Now, remember the good news. He's on his way to release judgment, but he's got to drop a promise off at his friend's house. <laughs> that means, guys, are you hearing this? That means in, right in the midst of this being the craziest, wackiest time on planet earth, the glory and the fire of the Lord can be our covering and God can just start releasing his promises through the bride of Christ. And the glory of the Lord shall cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Come on, are you getting this? It's what we're going to be right in the middle of. We're not going to be in the middle of chaos. Glory to God. All right. What verse am I in? 18. Let's do 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing, since Abraham shall surely become a great nation, a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Isn't that awesome? All the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him, for I have known him. Oh, there it is. Did you catch that? For I have known him. He's my friend. I'm in covenant with him. I have known him. In order that he may command his children and his household after him that they may keep the way of the Lord. Watch these next words. To do righteousness and justice. You got to catch that. You got to catch this. There's a reason I'm doing this because Abraham's going to tell all of his children and his children's children, and the blessing is going to go through the entire family. You command them of my righteousness and you command them of my justice. The Lord is on his way to pronounce and release judgment 
on Sodom and Gomorrah. And here he is saying, I'm going to do something right in the midst of this. And, and, and through this seed, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob's 12 sons, are you following me? The house of Israel, breaking out of bondage, going into the promised land, releasing through the lineage of Israel the Savior of the world. Are you catching this? To do righteousness and justice that the Lord may bring to Abraham what was spoken to him. Watch this. And the Lord said, because of the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether all according to the outcry against it, that it has come to me, and if not, I will know. Verse 22, and then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood still before the Lord, and Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose that there were 50 righteous in the city. Would you destroy the place and not spare it for the 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as wicked as the wicked. Far be it from you. Watch these next words. Shall not the judge of of all the earth... Do right. Whoa. Do you see what's starting to happen here? He's appealing to heaven. He's beginning to intercede. Now he's moving into a place of interceding. Now he's moved beyond just the blessing of his own promise and what God has said. Now, now he's not just heard. He's, he's not home with his servants and, and Sarah having a fire tunnel. This is all about us. Look at our pride. Now he steps into his responsibility because God was also looking for something else. And now he starts stepping into his place of intercession. Catch this tonight. So the Lord said to him, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city that I will spare all of the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, indeed, stay, stay in the conversation. I know this is rhetorical, but stay in it. Indeed, now, uh, uh, I who am but dust and ashes have taken upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose that there were less than 50 righteous. Would you destroy all of the city for the lack of five? And he said, well, if I find 45, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again. He says, suppose that there were found 40 there. And he said, I will not do it for the sake of 40. Verse 30, he said, then he said, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose 30 should be found there. And so he said, I will not do it if there is 30 there. And he said, indeed now, O Lord, uh, I have taken upon myself to speak to the Lord. Should there be 25 found there? And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 25. And then he said to the Lord, don't be angry. Don't be angry. I will speak, but once again, suppose 10 should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. And so the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking to Abraham. And then Abraham returned to his place. Here's what we're talking about tonight. Abraham began to intercede for mercy. Mercy. Say it tonight, mercy. We have a far 
better living covenant in Christ. We are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are sons and daughters of the living God. Don't ever forget it. Tell somebody tonight, I'm a son. Come on, say it. I'm a daughter. Come on, I am a co-heir. Come on, say it tonight. Come on, pinch somebody and say it. I'm going to have Victoria raise your hands. God is calling for his sons and daughters to cover the United States of America right now. I'm going to say again, God is calling his sons and his daughters to cover, cover America, blanket America. I've got to say some things, and I don't want to get ahead of myself because we're, we're going somewhere with this. God is enlisting his ecclesia. He's calling those friends of God now that will intercede, not those that will just throw up their hands and be hopeless and say, oh, America's done. The judgment of the Lord is coming. It's done. It's done. No, no, no. God is looking for those who are still burning with hope, burning with faith, and say, God, I will never give up. I will never give up. I will never lose hope. I will not. I refuse to turn over my nation to the hordes of hell. I refuse to turn over my nation to these minions. Micah chapter 7. We're going somewhere. Micah chapter 7 verse 18. Who is a God like you? Pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnants of his heritage. He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. Wow. Somebody say amen in this house tonight. God delights in mercy. God excels in forgiving sins. And everyone in this room should be forever grateful of the oceans of sins that we have committed before God. These hands that once used to curse God, this mouth that once used to curse God, our heart that once, once used to turn God, we've all turned away. We've all turned astray like sheep gone astray. We've all run and done our own way. But God, who is rich in mercy and rich in love, He delighted in mercy. Hear this tonight. He delighted in mercy. Who is like God, pardoning iniquity, passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever. He delights in mercy. James chapter 2 and verse 13, put it in your notes. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Whoa. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Say it tonight. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I want to tell you, God is longing to avert the judgment on the United States of America. Glad that's not coffee. God is longing to avert the judgment on America. I'm talking to you about the covering tonight. I know where I'm at. 
I'm talking to you about the covering that the Lord is calling his ecclesia into. The Lord is longing to avert judgment over America. And that's why Jesus said, I'm going to birth a church so powerful who will have keys that I give them. I'm going to give them keys and whatever they forbid is going to be forbidden. And whatever they permit is going to be permitted. Whatever they bind on earth, it's already bound in heaven. Whatever they loose in the earth, it's already loose in heaven. I have given them the keys. I have given them authorization. I've Raised up my ecclesia who will legislate and say, the will of God be done in the earth. Kingdom of God come, will of God be done. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus would have never told us to pray that it would be on earth as it is in heaven if it were not possible. As long as the church is in the earth, we are to be resisting evil. As long as the church is in the earth, we are to be standing, fighting, mobilizing, and moving against the gates of hell. Why? Because God is making us into a covering. Are you hearing this? This is, not, this is not a lofty statement tonight. This is not a heady statement. God is counting on us to save America now. God is going to do it through his church. I think we've got a long ways to go in the mess. I think that our nation's going to be shaken like we've never seen shaken before. I think we're going to see cataclysmic division. I know the radical left is, is pushing for a civil war. They're going to get one. They're going to get one. But it's going to be to our advantage that it comes. It's going to be to our advantage because God wants to reconstitute this nation back to him. He has to have this prodigal nation. He has to have it. And he's going to do it. God does nothing halfway. He's going to finish what he started. He's going to finish what he, it's going to happen. And I believe America will be divinely saved. And he's going to use his ecclesia to do it in this hour. Some of you are struggling with it. God, help us. Help us renew our mind. Tell us the truth about our destiny. Tell us the truth. I was having lunch on Friday with Dutch Sheets. I took him down to Bricks Smoked Meats. Go ahead and say glory to God. If you haven't been to Bricks Smoked Meats downtown, you need to go. And then call me when you're done to thank me. Here's my point. Dutch and I had, had an amazing time together. I mean, we had an amazing time. And we talked about, we talked about our nation. We talked about the glory of the Lord. We talked about the ecclesia. 
We talked about our families. We talked about our wives. We talked about our kids. We, we talked about it was, it was wonderful. We talked about what God's doing in the country. We talked about the mess we're in. We, I mean, we, we, went, we went the distance. We clocked in some mileage on that lunch. It was awesome. Man, he loved the barbecue, too. He and I have had some good barbecue around this country, all over the country, but it's nice to take him to Sarasota barbecue. <clears throat> but this is what Dutch said to me. It was interesting. We were walking out of bricks, and we were walking through the streets, and, and he said, you know what, Brian? He said, what I see about you, he said, you love your city. He's like, Brian. You love your city. I see that about you. I said, oh, Dutch, I love our city. I love this region. And here's where I want to go with some things tonight about the covering. I want you to stay with me for the next 10 minutes, okay? Can I have 10 more minutes? And then I'm going to close. Proverbs chapter 11. Put it in your notes tonight. Proverbs chapter 11. And I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation. This is how God wants to bring covering to America, to cities, to the region. In verse 9, it says, the teaching of hypocrites can destroy you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a drop mic right there. The teachings of hypocrites can destroy you. Say amen, church. Watch this. But revelation knowledge will rescue the righteous. Oh, Whoa! But revelation knowledge will rescue the righteous. The blessing that rests on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city. The blessing that rests on the righteous releases strength and favor to the entire city. Guys, the future belongs to the righteous. But shouts of joy will be heard when the wicked one dies. <laughs> that's strong language. That's Bible. That's not Brian. That's Bible, ladies and gentlemen. The blessing of favor resting upon the righteous influences a city to lift it higher. I want as I'm reading this, are you agreeing with who you are? Are you agreeing? I'm the righteous. There's favor on me. There's fa there's such favor on me. You are you hearing this? You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There, there's so much favor and strength and anointing and power on the righteous that when you act righteously and when you speak and decree and you release truth and you speak the truth and righteousness of the word of God and all of heaven backs you up, there is power to change a city. Not just the atmosphere to get pregnant. you got to watch my coffee. Not just the atmosphere in here to be radically charged. But see, the Lord possessing us with a vision of transforming literally an entire city and a region. I remember talking to Bill Johnson maybe about 20 years ago. And he said, Brian, I'm believing that we will take Redding, California, that we will literally take this city 
and it'll come through the transformation by the Holy Spirit, and that it would be the first fruits of a domino effect of cities beginning to fall into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, that man had fire in his eyes telling me that he has lived with a, him and Benny. Him and Benny burned for that passion to see their city transformed, that region transformed. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is wanting to get us pregnant. Ha! <laughs> ah. ah. He's wanting to drop the seed and get us pregnant with a vision of the glory and the fire of God coming as a covering over our region. God pouring out his spirit and the face of Jesus manifesting upon us. Are you still with me? There's a blessing on you. The blessing that, right, that rests on the righteous, it's going to do what? It's going to release strength and favor to an entire city. It's going to influence a city to lift it higher. You can't tell me that, listen, look this way, please. You can't tell me that leadership's not important. Oh, you can't tell me leadership's not important. Where would we be even in this hour without Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida? Remember Gillum? Remember where they found him? Remember what he was doing in that hotel? That's right. Leadership matters. Now, that's civil authority. That's civil leadership. What about the ecclesia leadership? What about our authority? What, what about our sphere of authority? What about our sphere of blessing? It matters how you and I think. It matters how you and I believe. It matters how you and I confess. It matters how you and I talk. It matters how we use our faith. It matters what we contend for in this family and in this house. It, what we do here, how we worship matters. This matters. You better believe this matters. Because everything rises and falls upon leadership. And God's looking for a family of glory. He wants to rest his fire and glory on us. He wants to find a responsible, mature church who says, I will be responsible for my city. Are you guys getting this? He's looking for a mature people who says, I will be responsible for this region. I will be responsible. A lot of times we're asking God to do things. We're praying that we're asking God to do things that he expects us to do. We waste a lot of time asking God to do things that we are responsible for. And God says, I'll work through you. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. All right, that went over kind of well. I mean, it... We cannot be an ignorant church. I know that's a deep word, isn't it? This is what I mean. We cannot be cursing our nation. You cannot use your mouth in this hour to be cursing America. There are many, many false prophetic words in this hour that are not from the heart of God that is cursing this nation right now. You're not to be part of it. 
You are part of the tribe that is running with the blessing of the Lord. That is, that is a mouth and a confession of hope. That is a mouth and confession of faith over the United States of America. You have to speak life. You and I have to speak life. Go ahead. Go ahead. You've got to speak life. You've got to speak life over America. You've got to speak life over our cities. I'm talking to you tonight about the covering. You've got to watch your mouth. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Watch your mouth. Ready? Watch your confession over America. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Never give up hope on America. I want you to write that down. Never give up hope on America. Listen, I, I am not the person who's ever going to give up hope on an individual. I bet if I threw this microphone around right now, there are people in your family that you said, I will refuse. I will never give up on believing for their soul. Can I see your hand? Come on. That's right. I will never refuse to give up on that individual until there is no more life in, their, in them. I will continue to intercede. I will continue to pray. I will continue to call them back. I want to say to you tonight, never give, hope on, uh, give up hope on a marriage. Never give, ho- give up hope on a dream. That's from God. Come on, church. Never give up hope. Never lose that. But now you've got to translate that. I will never give up hope for the United States of America. God is calling us to save this nation. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And as long as we've got breath in us, we're going to keep worshiping. We're going to be, keep, continue interceding. We're going to release faith. We're going to release, release hope. We're going to release words of life. We're going to speak life. America will be saved. And it looks very, very bleak. This is why we've got to hear the word of the Lord. We've got to hear the word of the Lord, folks. We're not the tribe who gives up on America. But we are the tribe that's believing for the demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God to rescue, rescue America. I just want to say, God, cover, God, cover America with your glory and fire as a defense. Your glory shall be a covering. Your glory shall be a covering and a defense from sea to shining sea. Lord, from the Carolinas to California to Alaska, to Hawaii, to Florida. Your glory and fire. Cover America. Cover America. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 11, put it in your notes. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. I love this verse. What is it saying? It's saying beautiful words of power When beautiful words of power, anointed words, anointed words, when faith-filled words, words that are inspired by the Holy Spirit, there's power on them. Words that are anointed, words that are life-giving, they have power and transformation. He said there is life and death in the power of the tongue. There is life. 
Guys, when we speak life over our nation, when we speak life over Sarasota, when, what are we doing? We're releasing the favor and the strength of God, and we're lifting a city. We're lifting a nation. Guys, listen. When this church assembles, what happens? We are lifting America. See, it, it, I, I, I worry at times because it, I worry. Because, hear my heart right now. Please look this way. Some of you, it would require Dutch sheets getting up in this pulpit and saying that to you for you to buck up and grab hold of it. But because it's me, you got to grab hold of this. You got to grab hold of this. America is counting on the ecclesia. To save it. What we do and what the ecclesia does from coast to coast is very, very important. Are you guys still with me? This is very important. Do not underestimate what we are doing and where we are going. Guys, do not underestimate what we are doing and where we're going and what God is building. Don't underestimate it. Proverbs 21, I'm about to close. Proverbs 21, this is out of the Passion, verse 22. A warrior filled with wisdom ascends into the high place and releases breakthrough, bringing down the strongholds of the mighty. Somebody shout to God. Where we're going, this requires warriors. God is not calling us to do something hard. He's calling us to do something impossible. And it requires warriors. It requires warriors. Not just little cute little saints of God. Glory to God. Praise God. I'm the blessed of the Lord. I'm above and I'm beneath. Ah, hallelujah. I'm the head, not the tail. Praise God. How you doing, brother? Do you know how to work your sword? Are you suited up? Is your shield on? Are you, are you dressed for battle? Are you hearing me? And then the next verse, look at it. Watch your words and be careful what you say. <laughs> Watch your words and be careful what you say. And you'll be surprised by how few troubles you'll have. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've went all this way, and I'm closing in two minutes. I've went all this way to say this. I took the long way home. We must cover America now. And here's where the word all began. We must cover America now. We must cover America in hope. Let me just see your hand. If you're going to be committed to carry America in your heart with hope, just wave at me tonight. Wave to the Lord. That I'm going to be committed to faith. I'm going to be, I'm going to be committed to faith-filled words to prophesy life to America. We're going to be committed to calling America unto repentance to the Lord. We're going to be committed to calling America to repentance to the Lord. We're going to be the people, the tribe, 
that's going to be the intercessor for America to cover it. A covering of God's glory and fire. A place that, a place where sin abounds, there much more does grace abound. That God would delight in showing mercy. Do you know how much God longs to pour out mercy on America? He longs to pour out mercy over America. Now, lastly, don't underestimate the things that God is telling you to do. Whatever divine assignment that God gives you, whatever authorization that God gives you to do on how to release his kingdom with authority, do it. Bren gave us this charge one of the nights of our meeting. She gave us that charge. Do what God is telling you to do. And here's the things that I wrote down tonight. What God tells you to do in your neighborhood, do it. In your local neighborhood, however God speaks to you, whatever assignment he gives you, however he speaks to you concerning the local schools as a watchman, do it. Whatever he's calling you to do in your city as an intercessor, do it. God, are you saying to do that? Are you, are you telling me to go to that location and stand there and pray? Yes, I am. As I just said that, I remember when we, when we moved back, we, we moved away. We were here for 10 years. We moved back. We were in Dallas, Texas with Dutch. Long story, God brought us back home to Sarasota. Thank God he brought us home to Sarasota. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when he brought us back, I remember walking down the streets. It was about 2 in the morning. I was praying at the house, and the Lord told me to go down and walk Main Street. And I was down there praying. It was about 2 in the morning. He told me to stand in one place, and it was like all the vampires came out at night. All the trans, all the trans people, all, I mean, it, it was wild. And there was, there was a homosexual bar on our Main Street, and the Lord just said, stand right here and just pray and intercede. Man, I stood there through that night till about 3.30 that night and just declared over it, you're going to close down. You're going to close down. You're going to close down to the glory of God. There's a lot of things I prayed, but this is being taped. <laughs> and you know what? It doesn't exist. It's gone. It's gone. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. However the Lord speaks to you, do it. Take responsibility for this. Take ownership of the, of the vision. Be bold and be courageous. Do what God tells you to do in this hour. Next, to our community, I want to charge you to be a voice of truth and a voice of righteousness. I want to charge you to be a watchman for your church. Be a watchman for your church. Be a watchman for us. Be a watchman for this leadership. You getting this? Be a peacemaker in times of chaos. Can you hear that? Be a peacemaker. Some of you are taking notes. I love that. Be a peacemaker in times of chaos. We checked out early this morning. We were on five points. 
And before I say what I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. <laughs> it's wonderful to walk around our city or drive around our city and think about the things that God has done. When we were around five points, I looked over. I said, hey, Brent, there's that place where 22 people gave their hearts to the Lord right over there on that, on that outreach. Isn't that wonderful, Shane? I can look all around our city. I mean, just, just amazing, amazing things that have happened over the years. As we were there, Brent and I, <clears throat> and there, was, there was a man that came in and just totally, totally disturbed the peace bad. And uh, the cops had to get involved and so on and so forth. And I was thinking about this today as God is calling us in this hour in a time of chaos to be a peacemaker. Don't underestimate how God wants to use you to be a covering of the glory and fire for our city. Amen. And I'm going to read it one more time tonight. Isaiah chapter 4 and verse 5. And I'm closing. Man. And then the Lord will create from above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud of smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a covering. Amen. Hallelujah. What a night we've had in God. What a night. Let's put our Bibles aside. Cody. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like Pastor Kilpatrick. He said, well, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I feel something just so good. So good from the Lord for tonight. It's been a powerful night. This atmosphere is awesome. Those of you watching online, I wish I could put you in this room. It's awesome. And we don't take it for granted. Amen. I want to pray for you tonight. I want you to stand. <clears throat> Honey, I want you to join me. almost 9 o'clock, isn't it? Oh, I forgot to receive an offering. Well, let's, let's release a blessing, then we'll receive an offering. Can we do that? Some people have left long ago. It's okay. It's all right. Hallelujah. Let's just put our hands out to receive from the Lord. Lord, your presence is heaven to us, is heaven to us, Lord. Thank you for the canopy and the defense of your glory and your fire over us. Thank you. Just thank the Lord. In your own words, in your own way, just thank him. Thank him for what he's doing in this tribe, in this family. And, Lord, may it increase and may it expand. May your victory expand, your victory, your presence expand, transforming the city, God, 
Transform us, God, from glory to glory. Transform us from glory to glory so that we can transform this region. Thank you that, Lord, you are making Sarasota a city of refuge, a city of hope. It will be said, Sarasota is a city of revival. It will be said, Sarasota is a city of awakening. Oh, the Revival Church. I know that church. That's victory, a church of His presence. The Revival Church. You want to go there. You want to go there. You want to go. That's the Revival Church. And then let it be said, Lord, all over this region, revival is breaking out in all of our glorious churches. All over. Lord, fire is spreading. Fire is spreading. The fire of the Holy Spirit is spreading. The fire of the Spirit is advancing. There's a glory. There's a covering of the fire and the glory. Hallelujah. I thank you that the fire and the glory is coming, Lord, south to Estero with Lance Wall now and Mario Murillo, Lord. It's going gonna, it's gonna to just continue to be declared glory and fire and fire and glory and glory and fire and fire and glory. Write a song, Cody. Glory and fire and fire and glory. <laughs> yeah. Let it be said, Lord, you did it. This is the hour of awakening, guys. Hallelujah. Lord, we bless your people. We bless your people. Thank you for all that you've been pouring out in this night. In the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, we just bless our city together corporately as your ecclesia. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you are giving us, as a city, righteous, God-fearing leaders, leaders that are wise warriors, as your scripture says, Lord, that will tear down the strongholds, Lord, that will raise up godly strongholds in our city. We thank you for it. We declare it over our school board, over our hospitals, over our county commission, Lord, over our city council, in the name of Jesus, in this in Sarasota County, in Manatee County, yes, Lord. in Charlotte County, this yes, whole Lord. region, Father. We declare righteous, godly, God-fearing leaders into position in this election on Tuesday, Lord. We thank you that you are giving the righteous favor now with you and with men in this election in Jesus' name. And you are turning the tide, Father. You are turning the tide on the school board, Lord. You're turning the tide, Lord. You're causing righteousness to spring forth. You're bringing repentance, Lord, and changing the way that we think in this county and region. In Jesus' name, to righteous biblical ways and standards. We give you the glory now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's shout amen. Come on. Hallelujah. We will vote in righteousness. Amen. We will. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, thank you, Kathy. 
All the voting guides, I believe all of you have those. If you didn't get them at our conference, the voting guides are in the, in the foyer. Let's receive a $3 trillion offering tonight. Amen. Go ahead and be seated for just a moment. Yeah, great. Victoria, why don't you come? You can take mom's mic. If you need an offering envelope, lift your hand high. I want our ushers to come quickly. Our ushers to come quickly. Just serve the people. If you need an offering envelope, lift your hand high tonight. Those of you that are online, of course, you can give right there at victoryfla.com. You can give on our app right now. You can always give on our app, Victory FLA app. If you need an offering envelope, you can give tonight. Just slip up your hand. If you're writing the check, you write it to Victory. That's easy. Amen. Victoria, go ahead. All right, I got a few announcements to get us all on the same page. But first off, um, last Sunday of the month, August 28th, we have our family house fire, which we're super excited about. It's going to be a parents' night out. It's going to be super exciting. So you guys are going to be dropping your kids off and going for a fun night out for dinner and dessert. Yeah. So if you're interested and are like, you know what? I want to get rid of my kids for a night and hand them off. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you need a little bit of a break with your spouse or just by yourself. I encourage you, please RSVP to 941 444 0045. That's the church. I will text you the location of where you'll be dropping your kids off at. It will be safe. And um, then also the dinner reservation and time that you guys will be meeting up as adults to all hang out. So it's going to be fun. So again, that is uh, last Sunday of the month, August 28th. Kids drop off is going to be at 3 o'clock. Um, and it'll be going to about 6 uh, to 6.30. Um, we, I did want to mention also the voting. I know mom just mentioned it, but we have local elections. This Tuesday, we do have the Manatee and Sarasota voter guides at the info table. It's the round table right as you exit. So please pick that up and vote. I get on you guys about raising your hands. So I'm going to get on you about voting. If you don't show up with a I voted sticker on Tuesday, I'm looking for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look for you. So pick one up <laughs> in the lobby and please vote. And then last but not least, um, for September, the calendar is going to be coming out soon. All house fires are starting back up in September. I know you guys miss. Yeah. Woo! I know you guys missed it this summer. We took a quick break just for many of the houses, but please get ready. Be checking your app. Be checking uh, the next week. Yeah, next week we'll have that calendar ready for you guys in paper form so you guys can get ready and mark your calendars for the house fires. Awesome? Good? All right, awesome. here's Dad. Praise right, God. Thanks, Victoria. Really excited for our men's meeting coming up. Glenn is going to be bringing the word for the men. It's going to be at the Bruner's house. It's going to be powerful. Powerful. The Bruners are actually in South Carolina at the Donahue's house tonight, bringing them some of their uh, goods that they had to actually leave goods, you know, furniture stuff, had to bring them uh, when they moved. So just delighted, and they're probably online tonight if you are. Donahue's, we love you. Bruners, we love you. You guys are amazing. Lord, we bless this offering. We thank you. It's all to the glory, the glory of your name. And we pray, Lord, that you would advance this offering and our finances and that miracle, miracle provisions continue to pour in, Lord, for our miracle buildings, miracle land, miracle acres, miracle property, God. Hallelujah for the house of prayer, God, for the training school. Hallelujah for our school, Lord, for our worship center. Oh, God, let it be. Let it be for the gardens that we will plant, for the produce that will go out. Everything, Lord, the acres, the land, the buildings that are needed to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, shout an amen with us tonight.
Amen. Go ahead and give with joy tonight. I, um, last thing I'm going to do, we've already prayed for so many tonight. Last thing I want to do, I've been talking a long time, and I know you can only take so much. I get it. Here's the deal. I just want to thank our worship team so much again, not only for hitting the ball out of the park three nights in a row at the conference, but then coming in tonight and just going 50,000 feet airborne in 2.3 seconds. And it's not in our natural strength, is it, Cody? It's not in natural ability or, or you know, it's, it's just in hosting the presence. Wow, we travel tonight in the spirit. We, we have. It, it's been amazing. Guys, I just thank you so much. And I don't know where Henry's at. Where's your hubby? He's still drinking coffee or something. Who knows? I just love you guys. I appreciate you. Again, you know, guys, one last time for all of you that worked so hard, you've prayed, you've fasted, what an entrustment we have received from our King. Let's keep running with fire. Amen. Amen. Good night. I love you. Brennan and I love you. Good night, everybody. Those of you online, good night. Be blessed. Have a miracle week.